Welcome to a couple of Rad Techs podcasts where we bring you an inside look at the world of radiology from the unique perspective of a married couple of radiologic technologists. Together, we have years of experience, exactly 30 years in the field, and we are here to demystify the science of medical imaging. Radiology is the unsung hero of the medical field, providing doctors with crucial images and information that help diagnose and treat illnesses. Join us as we explore the latest techniques, technologies, and innovations in radiology and discover the vital role we play in the healthcare industry. So come along for the ride as we share our passion for radiology as a married couple. Okay, welcome everyone to our Tuesday Chit Chat. I am Chandria Singleton and I am so happy to be here again today discussing self-care. We can never talk about self-care too much. At least I don't think so. (laughs) Well, today we have an amazing guest with us. If you look in the caption, if you're watching this live, if you watch the replay, you will be able to see who our guest is. This is Jacinth Wamala. I just wanted to make sure I said that correctly. And thank you so much for joining us. I'm just going to tell you, you know, you guys know how I locate my guests for my my lives and my podcast. I snoop through Instagram and now I'm snooping through uh, Clubhouse because there are so many talented people with so much to offer, so much wisdom, and they're doing different things that I have never, ever heard of. So let me tell you a little bit about Jacint. She's a money mindset coach and she's a licensed therapist. She's going to tell you more about you know what she does, what she has been to school for, and this amazing thing that caught my eye. She has a ditch debt program. She has helped 500 She's helping 500 women get to the bag. And she's paid off more than 90K, you guys, in debt. Debt freedom. I mean, I'm going to raise my hands to that because I have been there. And when I tell you it is freedom, it is freedom. So welcome, Jacint, to our program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. It's my favorite topic. So just like we can't talk about self-care enough, I feel like I can't talk about like mental health and money enough. (laughs) Oh, let's get into it. Tell everyone who you are what it is that you do, what is a money mindset coach, and what are you licensed for? You know, let people know that because you talked about mental health. So tell us, who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of Nevada. So I have a private practice where I work with clients, mainly women of color, on anxiety, depression, trauma recovery, and uh, mental health and money. But then I turned into a money mindset coach in the process of my own personal finance journey where I paid off over $90,000 in student loan and credit card debt in three years before my 30th birthday. And I really just recognized that all of my clients mentioned money as a major stressor for them. And it was not something that we ever talked about in grad school. So, you know, we went to school to help people out and no one mentioned like, Hey, like this is going to be something that comes up that people are going to fight over, that people are going to break up and get divorced over. Um, And so we know that money stress is one of the highest, you know what I mean? Things causing distress and depression and sadness and overwhelm, um, especially, you know, with recent events. And so I just saw that gap. The money mindset coaching really is helping. I help mostly women, but I do have men in the tribe. It's not like they're off limits to come right. in, but <laughs> most, <laughs> mostly first generation women to ascend
essentially release fear and embrace abundance to get rid of the scarcity mindset that shows up in relationships, in your passion, in your personal growth journey, in your self-care. It shows up everywhere. So scarcity mindset, let that go and embrace an abundance mindset so that you can get on a plan to hit your goals. And to me, because money is rooted really deeply, when we go embark on a personal finance journey, it inherently is a personal growth journey. So you're going to have to be faced with a lot of different things that come up in the process of telling yourself no, practicing discipline, consistency, getting on a budget, creating goals, like getting honest with yourself about what you really want out of your life. It is going to bring up all of your stuff. So, you know, that's why to me, mental health and money go hand in hand. And I'm amazed that not more people kind of talk about it (laughs) in that way. But I'm super excited because I've been able to really see how, you know, this journey has helped other people to create their own transformation. So it's been about a year now since I launched the money mindset makeover and, you know, individuals have been able to pay off from 500 to a thousand dollars or save at least in the first 30 days. Some people have been able to increase their income. You know, people are starting growing, scaling their businesses. So it's just amazing to see how we, when we uproot this really deep belief about deserving and worthiness, right? Self-care, your money and your personal finance journey is one of self-care because you're taking care of your ability to show up on a daily basis authentically with, you know, yourself armed essentially, right? Because you have a plan yeah. and you're working that plan. So I just love it. It's so much fun to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I, look, it's fun for me too, because I have been there before. I've been drowning and I went to a private university and the debt alone from that was like, and I didn't come out with the kind of debt some of the other people came out with. I mean, and I was like, woo, I got I don't like debt. I do not like that on my back. I just don't. I like the freedom. And when I finally got to that debt freedom, I mean, when I tell you my self-care went through the roof, because when you talk about worthiness, I jotted some things down as you were talking. I mean, you touched on a lot of things that we are afraid. You know, when I coach people as a health coach, money always comes up. It's one of the first things that comes up and it goes hand in hand with value and worthiness. Hmm. When we don't value ourselves, even in our health, our wealth, you know, finances, those type of things. I mean, you can speak more on that, but you know, I know as a health coach, I know that people put a value on things. And the first excuse they'll make as to why they can't take care of their health is I don't have enough money to eat healthy. I don't have enough money to invest in a health coach. And I just had a coaching session the other day and I helped the young lady to see like literally breaking down the budget. And I'm not a budget coach, you know, but break it down like, you know, hey, if you cut out juices... If you cut out fruity stuff that's not serving your health well, and you you talked about that, you know, there was something you said was, what do you want? Through your debt journey, you're going to talk about what do you really want? You're going to come to see like, do I really need this? Do I really want this? You know, and there are going to be things that surface. I know with us, when we went through our debt-free journey, a lot of things surfaced like, we didn't know, you know, we realized we were wasting money, spending money. And we were like, that is just ridiculous how we blow through money sometimes, you know, or it's just so many things come up. But I do want to touch on before we get into that, because you have such amazing program that I really think people need to know about it, especially hitting debt-free before 30. That right there alone needs to be talked about. But I want to talk about how do you incorporate self-care because you seem like a very balanced, you know, person like, you you know, at 30, you're debt free. Come on. I mean, who does that? Yeah, I mean, it's a journey. So I'm, I'm sure I look more put together than I actually am. But you know, it is I, I started my debt free journey, honestly, to some extent, because I'm kind of borderline bougie. And I was like, I want to be able to make it rain at Whole Foods. I want to be able 
eat organic. I want to eat well. I want to be able to invest in a health coach and get massages and see, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to be able to utilize my money as a resource to help me live a well life and kind of took it upon myself to take control and get debt out of the driver's seat and get into the driver's seat myself. And so, you know, it was not easy by any means. It never is. It definitely was tough. However, I think it was necessary. And I think that a lot of times when people start getting honest with themselves, like you mentioned, right? Like they want to have a health coach. They want to have this transformation in their, in their bodies and in their chemistry, their biology, their, their mindset, just the benefits of being able to live a well life, which we've come so far away from. However, because money is such a deeply rooted thing, we kind of use that as a a fallback, a lot of different reasons why we can't achieve. And so actually that's what I was an issue for me and why I said I need to get out of debt. Cause I was like, well, I want to do all these things in my life. You know what I mean? Like I want to be a yoga instructor. retreats. I would like, I have so many wild dreams. Right. And I'm like, well, I can't do those because, because I'm in debt. And so I'm like, what would happen if I remove the obstacles that I am using as excuses not to do, or that would get in the way of me being able to do the other things. And so once you start removing your obstacles, you recognize, oh, it's me. Like it's my mindset. It's my, it's my limiting beliefs getting in the way of me prospering because you can easily eat well and live a well life and it not break your bank. You know, what I mean? Yeah. Like I wasn't eating badly the whole time I was on a budget, you know, right. and then you pick depending on how you budget, you know, what areas you want to prioritize. So I would much rather eat well and not necessarily go shopping for like, you know, clothes all the time because I prioritize eating well. And so to get, you know, down into the nitty gritty and start having these honest conversations, you know, about the excuses we've been making or just the reasons why we've been able to um, gain traction. But it's really, I think, necessary for everyone to especially with the recent events to recognize one, that there's no one coming to save you in your situation. Like it's you. Yeah. <laughs> okay? yeah that's been very apparent in your health, in your wellness, in your self-care it's self-care. No one else can do your self-care for you. No. So that's why to me, you know, I said, okay, well this, what a great act of self-care to get in control of my money and to essentially be able to help myself focus and hit this goal, which while I was getting out of debt, I had to prioritize sleeping, you know, having a bedtime and going to sleep, making sure I was eating well, making sure I didn't get sick because I needed to go to work. People are like, right. how did you start the I went to work. Like I worked a lot. Yeah. That's how I paid off the debt. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I started flipping houses. Like I've never invested in real estate before, but I had a couple of friends that were investing in real estate and I had done like the Dave Ramsey. I love Dave Ramsey. I had done that. And I was like, this is early, like early on in the 2000s, like mid early on 2000s. And he was really getting popular on the radio, the AM station I was listening to on the way in from working a long shift at the hospital. And I said, wow, I thought to myself, I could never be debt free. I literally told myself that. Like, I was like, you always have debt. You're going to always have debt. You're going to always have something you got to pay, Sean. Don't even think about being debt free. That's not real. Those people on that station there, it's a gimmick. And I listened to that program probably for about a year saying that to myself. And then I don't know, one day I was just like, these sound like regular people just like me who go to work. You know, they're not doing anything else special, but you just hit the nail on the head. You went to work and you prioritized. But it was hard to put like actionable steps in that. Like it was overwhelming because our debt was so overwhelmed. And I'll be honest, you know, I felt like I brought in the debt because it was my school debt. You know, it was my husband paying for his school. (laughs) 
you know, majority of mine, I couldn't pay for all of it. So I had loans and I felt guilty. Like, you know, this is my day. Even though my husband is like totally different from me. He's like, he is not going to stress out. He's like, that's why I go to work every day and I work so I can pay my bills, but he's not going to stress himself out over, you know, and he's not, my husband like nice things. Me, I can live off a quarter for two weeks. You know, that's my personality, but I love nice things, but I know how to make a dollar stretch. So I love, I would love for you to kind of explain maybe for the average person like me who drove home every day, an hour listening to that saying, that can never be me. That can never be me. And then actually put the steps in place and said, you know, go to work every day. I don't, cause I didn't want to be away from my family working a second and third job. I didn't want to be tired of not getting sleep to pay off this debt. You know, I'd rather say, you know what? Take it all out. What can you give our audience a takeaway as to how they can kind of bring that down? Yeah. So that's exactly the money mindset portion, right? Cause it had nothing to do with the money and it had everything to do with either your belief that you could or your belief that you couldn't. And as soon as you shifted that belief, possibility became your reality. And that's when nothing really changed other than you started to see solutions to the problem that you had. You said, I could do it this way. I could do it that way. And so that's the money mindset piece as far as like when I work with people, I listen to the language that they use when they're telling me their story. And I say, oh, that's your flat tire because your flat tires are going to be what keep you stranded on the side of the road. Feeling like a popsicle in the hospital? Well, ditch the hospital chills. Scrubmates, a base layer designed by a healthcare professional, understands the struggles of staying warm. Keep yourself toasty and your valuable secure with convenient zipper pockets. Support a small female-owned business and try Scrubmates today. You'll get 15% off your order using my code, RADTEX, at checkout. Thanks, Scrubmates, for bringing us this episode of a couple of RADTEX podcasts. Now let's get into the episode. Wow. You have to replace the flat tire because even if you take the flat tire off your car, can you keep driving? No, you have to put at least a spare yeah. on the car to get to the tire shop. And then you have to get a replacement. And so what happens is, you know, people have all these flat tires are stranded and they don't recognize that they need to put the spare on or put a replacement. They don't even know how. Right. And so really the principles of personal finance are very simple. You know what I mean? Like save some money so that if anything happens, you've got money, <laughs> you know, make sure you pay down your debt. Okay. Make sure that you save enough money so that if something happens, that's bigger, you, you know, you have money. Like it's very simple as far as like step by step what to do. However, it's the emotional piece that comes mm-hmm. in play, the limiting beliefs, the the scarcity, like that there's not enough. I don't have enough time to work an extra job. Who said you need to work an extra job? Are you budgeting? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. that's your mindset that's leading you to all these dead ends. But when we start to work on your mindset to shift and start seeing possibility, instead of seeing the dead ends, then that's when we can get creative and multiply your money and multiply your time. And so that's where the work really lies. Now, logistically, right? You have to know what's coming in and what's going out to some extent. You know what I mean? Like if it's a value-based budget, if it's a zero-based budget, if it's 20, 50, 20, 30 rule, there's different ways. The only budget that works is the one that works for you. So if Cindy tells you to budget a certain way and you try it and it doesn't work, switch, you know, like it's it's okay. Don't throw the whole thing out. You just have to find the way that works for you. And what I've recognized in sitting and doing these budget chats with people will literally sit down and get into their numbers together. People don't even know what their numbers are. They don't even, they're they're either avoidant. So they don't even want to look at the bills. They don't even want to look at what they're just like, I don't even know how bad it is. (laughs) 
I think that's a lot of people. Or they're so anxious that they like, they're always telling up the numbers to the point where it's getting in their way of making progress. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is like, do you know what your bare bones budget is? Like how much does it cost for you to live in a month? If it costs $3,000 a month, how much do you typically bring in? And do you have an overage? Because that's what can go additionally to savings, paying off debt, hitting certain financial goals, sinking funds and all that fun stuff. So really I would say the first step is deciding first. Because okay. I decided, but I only made like $17,800 in 2016 with a master's degree. Wow. I was broke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then I was, but I said to myself, I'm getting out of debt. Right. I didn't know how. I said, I'm, I would like, you know what I mean? It just came from pure desire and, you know, abundance. I would like to be debt free by the time I'm 30. It just came out of just, that would be nice is what I said. Entertain possibility in your life. And then from that place of deciding, I started to see different options. I was like, huh, I probably, if I'm going to pay off my debt, I have to know how much I, money I even have or what, what do I even pay for regularly? Right. So I never budgeted before March of 2017. And then I started budgeting every month and having a budget meeting with myself. And then I didn't make enough money. So I had to figure out how to increase my income. I sold some stuff around my house to get my starter emergency fund, like Dave Ramsey suggests, right? I'd yeah. probably say you want to have maybe like a month's worth of expenses to be safe. He says a thousand, but you know, do you, whatever that right. looks like. And then write all your debts down. Now I like the debt snowball because of the behavioral reinforcement. Because when you list your debt smallest to largest, pay your minimums, yes. cross off the smallest one, that's reinforcing the behavior. It's positive reinforcement. Okay, guys, this is CBT, cognitive behavioral and psychological yeah. techniques that we use to help people make progress in other ways. So you can do that with your money too. And then as you kind of work your plan, you need to address your stuff. You need to do your work. You might need to find a coach. I think you do. Task. You do need a coach. I'll be honest. I did it before. I, you know, I did it and it was cold turkey kind of thing. And I did the Dave Ramsey. It was not, if I would have have had a coach, it would have been a lot easier. I feel I struggled, but because I'm a purely determined person, I stuck with it. But, you know, it was some rough times there. And I mean, I want to touch on the fact that you're licensed family, marriage family counts, that therapist as well. You know, you have a master's degree in that and you're an expert at this money paying off 90 thousand K by the age of 30. And you already told us what you made in 2016. I mean, to me, that speaks volumes alone. And then the education adds to it, you know, but I want to touch on because I've been married 19 years. Money makes people funny. I always stick to that. I tell people that when I get in business, if I get in business with somebody or do a business, deal, I tell them we're friends, but I have experienced money makes people funny, even in a marriage. So the conversations sometimes in marriage are avoided with money. This person has their account. That person has their account. You know, y'all have a joint account. You know, two people, I don't care how long you've been married. They don't agree on money. I don't have any friends that have the same view on money that are married. I don't. I don't have any. Doesn't mean their marriage is bad or they're arguing over money. They just don't have the same value of view of money. One usually spends more than the other one. And I'm a penny pincher. My husband, he's like, that's why I have a job because I want what I want. You know, which doesn't make either person wrong, but if we don't have these discussions. So what is one tip? Because there may be one mate that wants to get out of debt and they want to snowball it and go fast and hard. And the other one's like, look, I'm not rolling that fast. I don't even want to get out of debt. We're always going to have debt. So, you know, how do you bring your therapy into that with the money? Because I'm sure you get couples that is like, okay, let's sit down on the couch, you guys have a conversation. Yeah. You know, I think it really comes to diffusing the emotion around the conversation and then transmuting it into something else. So typically people come to money conversations defensive. They come with their fists up, 
to money conversations, right? Ready to fight or ready to advocate for themselves and what they want in the situation. And, and that's the energy that the conversation then has. So we have to recognize how we come to a conversation is going to invite a certain dance that we do. To change that dance, we have to pause, slow down. You know what I mean? Because it happens so quickly, typically. Like as soon as one person says something, the other one is like, oh, I already knew you were going to say that. And, do it. and it just can be off to the races. Like, wait, 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 let's slow down. And then let's start talking before we start talking about like what we need to do. Let's talk about what we want to see. What is it that you want to see happen in your life as a couple in the next six to 12 months? What do you want to see happen in your life, in your family as a couple in the next five to 10 years? And come up with this wealth building journey that we can essentially use as an anchor Mm -hmm. to keep us grounded in coming to the conversation with our arms open as opposed to with our fists up. And then I think that changes the nature of the conversation. Dave Ramsey calls it a dream party, right? So couples dream together and figure out what do you wanna see, what do you wanna do? People come up with, people create vision boards individually, but are you creating a vision board as a couple? Like, are you creating a, do you have a mission and a vision for your family? I would highly suggest, because I taught personal growth in, in UNLV for like five years, right? That's how nerdy I am. Like, I have a personal mission and vision, and I think everyone should have a personal mission or vision, or you're going to adopt someone else's. That's why Nike says, just do it. That's <laughs> why Burger King says, have it your way, because they want to, uh, they want you to adopt their mission and vision. So if you don't have one yourself, you're going to be like a leaf in the wind going with whatever comes your way. So as a couple in a world that is suggesting you do all kinds of crazy things, right? how are you going to anchor yourself in certain values and morals that you decide in order to be able to come up with a plan? So we can't talk about, well, we need to budget. We can't talk about, oh, you need to stop shopping on Amazon. <laughs> we can't talk about, all these, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Whoa, open your hands. You brought Amazon in. You brought Amazon in. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's a point. We can't talk about that stuff until until we talk about the vision, until we talk about what we want to see. And so if it's that we have two different visions, then do we have to compromise in the plan to help us come to the same vision? Or is that we see the same vision, we just think that it's two different pathways. Mm -hmm. And then how can we have those pathways at least kind of meet each other at different points in our journey? So that's what I would say. Wow. You guys, I'm going to tell you, when I went through my debt-free journey, my husband and I, it was rough. I wish I had a coach because uh, just it is great. And I encourage you all, we have her information in the caption, but I want her to take away, take this conversation, end it with this amazing point, because this has been a great conversation on self-care. I mean, we talked about money, but really that is part of self-care. You know, either if we don't, have the money, we don't value ourselves. A lot of things fall by the wayside because of how we deal with our money or how we don't deal with our money. Uh, that's why we have money mindset coaches, you know, and family, you know, families, married people, you know, reach out to Jacinth. But I want to also encourage us as those of you who are on the fence about being an entrepreneur, those of you that are new entrepreneurs or people that have always dreamed or, you know, you've been doing this for a while. How can you encourage others to do it? I've been an entrepreneur since the age of 13. I've owned several businesses, fell into investing, flipping houses, and it was the best thing I have ever done. I learned so much and it was something I had no clue about. But each time each business has taught me and given me confidence that I can do better. And I, you know, even if I am not a millionaire, 
So what? I mean, I learned so many valuable things that money just couldn't give me, but they all were a stepping stone to something more. And I would love for you to give a tip or, you know, just something encouraging why you became an entrepreneur and why others, in your opinion, should look into entrepreneurship. Yeah, I think, you know, I came from a family of entrepreneurs. And to me, traditionally, I'm from Uganda originally. So I was born in Uganda, but I was raised in Las Vegas. To me, entrepreneurship is like the original profession, like originally, right? When people were hunters and gatherers, when people were, you know, living well lives, people would barter and trade services and goods for services and goods. So I think that even if you work for a corporation or a nine to five, you still need to have an entrepreneurial spirit in that organization. You work for someone else doesn't mean that you don't have to have the ability, right, to to be mentally agile, to be able to solve problems creatively, to be able to communicate clearly how you are an asset in that place and adding value. Those are all entrepreneurial lenses that we use to essentially solve somebody's problem. Everyone in the world gets paid to solve a problem. And that's what entrepreneurs do. They just do it yeah. themselves as opposed to doing it for someone else. So I would suggest for anyone watching who has an itch or has a feeling that was given to you for a reason to explore, not necessarily, like you said, it's not about acquiring a certain number in your bank account. It's not about, you know, the lavish things potentially. It's really about you being honest with yourself in your journey to authentically show up on a daily basis by following the purest impulses. Now, when people th- don't go slicing somebody's tires, that's not your purest impulse. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about your impulses that come from love and joy and peace and prosperity and the creator, right? Not the, right. Not the other impulses. <laughs> we'll come back and say, just said. Okay, but- <laughs> this is not medical advice, you guys. This is not medical <laughs> advice. <laughs> but that was given to you for a reason. And they say the graveyard is the richest place on the planet. You know what I mean? Because when you start following yeah. those impulses that you have to solve someone's problem, it comes along with the abundance. The abundance is in everything. The abundance is in your health. It's in your self-care, in your ability to prosper financially and whatnot, and really see where it goes. So it may not be that your business creates a legacy that is there forever. You might have a business for a season and then decide that that's not for you or you're going to do something else. Okay. But there's lessons that you learn in the process. So I love that you mentioned that, that we have to redefine our expect find the outcomes that we're seeking that can really help us to get to a good place. But I think personally, I think everyone should be an entrepreneur. I agree. Because you live your life on your terms. Like most people are not happy at their jobs. So then get your own job, <laughs> create your own job. Create your own, <laughs> create your own. I love it. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Jacint, for taking the time out and coming on my live and my podcast and sharing your wealth of knowledge. You know, two things. We got two for one. Hey, this is great. But you guys, please reach out to Jacint. Do you have any programs or freebies that you would love to let the audience know to reach out to you about? Yes. So everyone seems to love my abundance building affirmations. So they could grab that if they want to DM me on Instagram, just sense gems, J-A-C-E-N-T-S gems, or click down in the notes in the caption. 
um, to find me on Insta. When you come to my Instagram, say hello. I treat my Instagram like my house. I'll probably try to say hi to you first unless Instagram's being a hater, but <laughs> definitely shoot me a DM. And then I have my money mindset makeover for those who are like, I'm tired of being stuck. I'm ready to transform my mindset and start winning with money. And that course has literally changed people's lives. So I have that as an option as well. And there's a seven day free trial. If you're like, I don't know about this, bro. I don't know. Then you can go ahead, do the trial, um, test out. And then you still get access to my online community. Even if you decide not to follow through with the course, I'm just going to let you be in the community outside of the course anyway. What a wonderful, you guys take advantage. All the information to reach out to Jacint is in the caption. Thank you again. And thank you everyone who's watching this live. I see some of the comments in there and thank you for everyone hashtagging replay until next Tuesday. Thank you all. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. This is just one of the many free resources I offer to my clients to dump unhealthy habits and begin living. Be sure to visit my website for more free resources and health coaching. Again, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others so they can join the Let's Chit Chat podcast. Have a great day, you guys. See you next episode.